Welcome to Story Jam. Hey, this is Stephanie Rogers. I'm the host and producer of Story Jam, a live lit storytelling and music show based in Chicago. Story Jam presents fantastic stories and a kick-ass band playing original songs written for each story. For more about our show, please visit us at storyjamshow.com. Today's episode features the hilarious Steve Glickman. Steve's stories have been featured on national radio shows and podcasts, and he is a regular popular performer in venues all over Chicagoland. He lives in the city with his partner and their imaginary dog, Ruffles. We'll hear Steve's story from our live show, the song we wrote and played for it, and then we'll have a brief chat with Steve. Story Jam is proudly sponsored by Royal Bank of Canada. Now let's hear Steve Glickman live at Story Jam. It's Christmas Eve in 2005, and I am packed and ready to go to Puerto Vallarta. My suitcase waits by the front door, my flight leaves in 12 hours, and I cannot wait to get out of Chicago. It's been an awful year. I broke up with my boyfriend of seven years, and I've been living in a fog. Months of therapy, sleepless nights, just the worst year ever. But somehow I made it to Christmas Eve and I am ready to reboot my life starting now. I cannot wait to get to Puerto Vallarta, lie down on that beautiful beach, order myself a pina colada served out of a coconut <laughs> and kiss this awful year goodbye. I'm packed and ready to go. All I need is my passport. I look in my desk drawer, but it's not there. I look in my file cabinet, not there. I look in my dresser drawers, the bedroom closet, the kitchen cabinets, not there. Where the fuck is my passport? I say to nobody as I live alone. My flight leaves in just 12 hours. Then I panic. I ransack my apartment, going from room to room, emptying every drawer, every closet, every cabinet. And I throw the contents on the floor where I can see it all clearly. I get down on my hands and knees and I'm sifting through the piles of stuff like a crazed burglar. And after hours of turning my apartment upside down, nothing. Where the fuck is my passport? <sighs> it's after midnight and I'm exhausted. Sitting on my bedroom floor, staring at all the piles of junk, I say to myself out loud, as calmly as possible, I've lost my passport. I've looked everywhere I know of, but it's gone. I am not going 
to Puerto Vallarta for Christmas. And then I cry. The next morning, I make a pot of coffee and I survey the mess. And I contemplate how I might spend Christmas week in Chicago. I can't visit my family, they're not in town. I can't visit my friends because they all think I'm in Puerto Vallarta. And that's what I want them to think. I boasted to everyone that I was going to spend Christmas week on the beach in Mexico and they could all have their white Christmas in Chicago. Thank you very much. I told my coworkers. I told my volleyball team. I told George, the star hitter on my volleyball team, who is a dreamboat and who I have a crush on. I can't fathom telling them I lost my passport. I just can't. I will never hear the end of it. I feel like the biggest loser ever. My life was supposed to turn around starting today. I just can't catch a break. And then I get an idea. I hide out in my apartment all week long. I spend my time watching movies and reading Mexico travel blogs. When I leave the apartment, I wear sunglasses and a hoodie because I'm incognito. And I leave for only two reasons, to go to the grocery store or to the tanning salon. I love the tanning salon. I love lying on the tanning bed in my Speedo, grooving to my playlist, surrounded by the gentle warmth and humming of the UV lights as they slowly cook my skin to a deep golden brown. And when I close my eyes, it feels just like I'm lying on that beautiful beach in Puerto Vallarta. The first week in January, we have volleyball practice and I show up at the gym armed with a deep tan and stories from the Mexico travel blocks. <laughs> I scan the gym for my team and then I spot Dreamboat George. I'm nervous. And part of me wants to turn around, walk out of that gym, and go back into hiding for the rest of winter. But I know that won't solve anything. I know I have to get out there and live in the world, meet people and take risks, even if I don't feel like it. That's what all the self-help books say. And so I walk up to Dreamboat George with a smile on my face, and he smiles right back and says, so... How was Puerto Vallarta? I say, muy bueno. The weather was perfect. The beaches were fantastic. And, oh, the food. So mucho delicioso. And as I'm talking, I'm thinking, is he buying this bullshit? I study his face for signs of doubt. I can't really be sure. But I think he might be. My other teammates gather around and I tell them the story and each time I tell it, I get more confident and I add more details, like a snorkeling trip and a sunset cruise. Suddenly I realize I'm actually pretty good at this. Dreamboard George says, I'm so jealous, which are the words I long to hear. I simply smile and nod. I sat on this secret for 11 years. 
over time, I got my confidence back, and I got a new boyfriend, and we've traveled a bit, but never to Puerto Vallarta, because I don't like to repeat. <laughs> so, last December, over the holidays, I was cleaning out my bedroom closet, and I pull out a ratty old jacket. And just as I'm throwing it in the trash, I feel something hard in the breast pocket. Curious, I reach in, and I pull out my fucking passport. Thank you. I had a lovely time Cruising down the coast In my speedo outfit Mexicali sunset Though it's all a lie No one has to know it I can almost taste that Drink from a coconut I don't know why I had to Live inside a lie Dreamble George can't know My fake tan's a prop I'm in my apartment Barely ever come out For 11 years And let no one know I deceived them all Even I believed it I don't know why I had to live inside Satisfied Every Christmas time I take a little snorkel Or a grand safari you can do it all, so just read the web, find a travel blog, learn some foreign words, you don't have to go out. I don't know why I had to live inside a lie, I don't know why I satisfied here is a portion of my conversation with steve steve it's great to talk to you today we all love that story that's just one of my favorite stories i've ever heard of all time is it one of your top five stories that you tell it is it is yeah it's requested a lot does it change as you tell it each time because i know you've told it in many venues so it does it change or stay the same are you a verbatim storyteller or are you adapting as you go this one is pretty verbatim at this point i've told it so many times i do have a few different lengths so there's the long version okay which more excruciating and then there's the shorter version so there yeah it ranges from five to ten minutes so i basically have a few scenes that i can cut out to fit the length of the of the show but oh. like within those formats when you perform a story a few you know many times you kind of find the laugh lines and so i've kind of got it to that point where i 
I know exactly where the laughs are coming and I milk it each one for, for everything it's worth. And that takes a lot of work. You know. It takes, I know, because your comedic timing in the piece is so impeccable. So that's just, is that just practice? I experiment a few times. The first few times I tell a story, I kind of mix things up a little bit and I kind of find what is the the most impactful way to tell it. I ask for feedback from anyone who will give it to me. I always, I love feedback and I do adjust. I even experiment with like the pronunciation of words and things that, you know, I mean, like it's so funny because the way you say something can make all the difference. You can say the exact same word one way or another, and it just makes all the difference. You do it intentionally and it's just so masterfully crafted. It's it is a beautifully crafted story. You could tell that story for the rest of your life. Oh, thank you. So finally, what are your goals for storytelling going forward? I have such, I can keep a list of stories I might tell. And some of them are like, you know, I might, I'll probably never share this in public, but then I go, I I mean, there are a lot of stories like this one where I was in that category and then I did. So I just feel like I want to get deeper and have more courage to tell stuff that's still in, um, in that category, like might never share with anyone and see if, see if I can find a way to do it. I, I think I've just scratched the surface, really. Wow. It's a lifelong art. It's a lifelong pursuit, I think. It is. It is. You're going to keep generating stories and you can continue to tell them for the rest of your life. Yeah, every day. You just have to sift through the, the minutes that are a little tedious, you know, and find <laughs> cherry pick the, the super funny ones. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. My pleasure. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you so much, dear listeners. Please don't forget to visit us online to find out all about our storytelling workshops and events and review us if you like. Always remember and never forget in perpetuum storius. We think it means keep the stories going. See you next time at Story Jam. Check us out at storyjamshow.com.